0: Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, welcome once again to our weekly internet program. I'm your host Minister Joy Lewis, and you're listening to another great episode of Free on the Inside. I have been out of the studio for a few weeks, but I'm back uh, in the studio again, and I want to uh, thank God for this opportunity to be back uh, with my friends once again to Blog Talk. Radio. The call-in number is three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. You two can call into the show and voice your opinion on any of the topics. Or even speak to our guests. We don't have a guest this morning. We are going to uh, play a pre-recorded show uh, featuring uh, Dr. Maya Angelou. We know we're uh, honoring Black History Month. and We're celebrating Black History Month. So throughout the month of February, we'll be playing some excerpts of uh, historical events for Black History. Uh, event so we want to thank God for that. We want to thank God for Brother Daniel, which was on, uh, which was hosting our show last weekend out of the studio. Brother Daniel done a great job, and so without any further delay, uh, we're gonna bring Brother Daniel on, and then we're gonna play some uh, 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 interview with Doctor Di- uh, Mario Angelo. And so we'll bring Brother Daniel on, and just to say hello to you this morning before we bring our guest on, which is a pre-recorded interview. And as we get ready, we want to be mindful. This is a weekly internet program. Uh, you too can be a part of this great show each week. By dialing into that number three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six is uh, my number where you can call and speak with me offline, and maybe set up a, a time for you to do uh to be a guest on the show. And we, you know, and I just like to make mention of that. We have a pretty open format. We like to bring uh, you and your ministry and program along boys so you can encourage us and tell us what's happening in the community you know our program goes around the world but we are also community-based we're located here in dallas texas but our program goes around the world so if you have something that's coming up in the in this in the area of dallas for work please share it with us and uh, we'll encourage our listeners to come on out and support what you're doing but right now we have brother daniel on the line this morning good morning brother daniel
2: Good morning, Reverend Lewis. How you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. I'm happy to be back in the studio this morning, and I would like to thank you again for last weekend hosting the program. You've done a great job, so thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Yeah, I appreciate the pleasure and the opportunity to host the show. It was a, it was a learning for man, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you're done good, you're done good. We don't have a guest, per se, because I didn't know what my schedule was going to be this here week, but that's okay, because God allowed us to be creative, man. I love that, I love that. God said, hey, I'm creating everything, but I'm going to turn it over to you to let you kind of put your touch on it, put your flavor on it, to let you be uh, be, uh, 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 be responsible for it. You know, we're responsible for our household, even though God is the mm. heart of everything, but he gave us... Guardianship over his creation, man. That's awesome, brother. That's awesome. And uh, and so uh, you know, uh, uh, this is a February designated Black History Month. Mm -hmm. And so what we're gonna do is play some uh, excerpts off of off of uh, YouTube and the internet concerning Black History. This morning we have the the Doctor Doctor Maya Angelou, and she's gonna come on and she's gonna talk to us about some things and encourage us to be you know, uh uh to stay in tune with what God have for us be, uh, uh, to be to be of our brother's keeper. Brother Daniel because, you know, just last week, just the other day, they had an incident on the Dart Transit system. When a oh, young heard man was, they said yeah. was walking around with his baggy pants. And I've seen that Richard. sometimes I be wanna tell young men, man, put your stuff up, brother. Present yourself presentable, man. You know, sometimes it'd be down so low it just embarrass it, man.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. And then this man spoke up and said, Hey brother, you know, well won't you take care of yourself, put your pass up I don't know in what tone he said it but either way it should have been accepted, man. The brother should have looked around and said, Maybe you're right, I'm in public. I can't control what you do at home and behind closed doors, but in public you got to be presentable.
2: Hmm.
0: And it was an so, illness. So and, and the man got shot at the at the transit station. The young boy that had the was wearing oh. the baggy pants. It's allegedly that he had a gun that he shot the one that uh, that spoke to him about pulling his pants up.
2: Was they on you know, the train?
0: No, no, they were off the train. They was waiting to get on the train.
2: Oh, okay. Allegedly,
0: this is what happened. They arrested the young man with the mm-hmm. uh, uh, that had the gun. That uh, that shot the other young man. The other young man went to the uh, uh-huh. hospital, and they said that he's okay; that he will survive the shooting. But just the idea that our young people, our young people are just doing what is right in their own eyes. Like, you know, I'm doing a study in the Book of Judges, and, and the Book of Judges said that people are doing what it seemed to be right in their own
2: eyes. Mm. And that's where the bad
0: is today. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Everybody want to do their own thing.
0: Yeah, but we got to be mindful, man. That as people went before us, man, that made it well we can even ride the bus, man. Well, we can go to a different restaurant. where we can eat. Well, we can have businesses, man. And we don't want all that to go uh uh uh, uh to go to waste, man. It's men and women laid yeah, their life yeah. down But so we can have freedom. That's what I show is about free on the inside, but not that freedom that you want to do, but the freedom that, that 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 that's that's honorable and pleasing to God as freedom to allow you to. Be
2: creative. Have a business. Mm. To go to school. You know, you know, Rev. Lewis. I was listening to uh, one of those uh, sports shows. Uh, you know, they're talking about the Super Bowl and everything like that. And uh, you know, a lot of times they have these little sport parties. had this uh, rapper named uh, Biz Market, and uh, these two uh, commentators on the sports channel. And they were talking about this man around. He's a, in, you know, he's an older but at the same time, he's a, a, a DJ. And they were talking about how he uh had his pants hanging down, Reverend Lewis. And this man is in a professional setting. He's around all these people, and he's around in Super Bowl. But they said the band had his pants. He was sagging, man. You know what I'm saying? Was, this man is all these people around in the Super Bowl party, and and, and in fact, and and on top of it, the guy lost weight. Now you know he used to be a kind of fat guy, you know, but you know he's got a big stomach now. But he still got this image of his pants hanging down, man. You know, and and, and I, I look at it like a, you know, they look at it it's like it's a thing of a. Prestige, but really, it's, it's 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 a thing of ignorance, man. You know, you don't walk around looking like that, man. I don't care who you are, you know. Yeah.
0: yeah, and that is so true, brother Daniel. That is so true. That's an image, and you know, in public, brother. You know, I do juvenile ministry, and we there, we do some life skill courses, and one of the courses that I brought before the young men is a how tie tie. You know, I said sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, uh, ties are not being worn as often as possible, uh, as, as often as, as possible, even less needed. But you're going to have a, a time where you need to wear a tie, too, to a special event, to your graduation, because these young men are still in school, uh, to a job interview, uh, to a appreciation dinner of some sort. And you want to look the part. You want to look presentable. And I think that's a right of mm-hmm. passage. All men ought to know how to tie a tie. You know, and if
2: yeah. you don't know how to get someone to
0: teach you how Because that's part of being a man. That's part of being a manhood. That's
2: yeah. manhood. Well, you and, look at it. I, I, see a, I see a lot of people, man, uh, even today, go to church, man, and some of them don't even, you know, have a, a proper attire when you're going into the, the house of the Lord, man, you know, uh, some work every anything, so even some women man, you were they anything in the church. Yeah. You know? And that's because
0: they unlearn it, Rick. And once they go there long enough and, and someone takes them under their wings and kind of tutor them in the right way and the right perspective, they'll they'll eventually get around. But I understand what you're saying. But then sometimes yeah. they go there they their heart is so broken, they so uh uh, uh and, and they so hurt they just need to get to the house. So we want them to get there. And once they get there, they'll see that what they're doing ain't quite pleasing, and so and, and that's a good and, and that's a good analogy. I'm glad you brought that up because we have to be mindful, man. You know what? Because we are precious in the eyesight of our Lord, and so we ought to conduct ourselves in that way. Here, you know, I talk uh, I talk to people a lot publicly and privately. I try to be the same person. I don't just start cussing and fussing just cause I'm behind closed doors. If I don't mm-hmm. cuss and fuss, uh. Behind closed doors, I'm not going to do it in public. Sometimes people say it slipped. No, it slipped. That's just the way They <laughs> help being in your that's life. That's
2: where you know. are anyway. Yeah, man. You know. Yeah. You know.
0: So, hey, yeah. but we have another guest on the line here. Before we play our uh, 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 before we get our guest on the line here, we have someone else that's calling in here. And I just want to speak to this young man here. Amen. And so, uh, brother Daniel, I'm so happy that you're a part of what we're doing this morning here. Yeah.
2: Amen. I like to say. Uh, I like to say, uh, you know, one of the Temptations that I had yesterday, brother Dennis Edwards.
0: Oh, okay then. Okay, now uh, yeah, brother, I we mean. gotta get. Uh, we have another caller. Last. Good morning, uh, brother Lewis. How you doing?
3: Good morning, brother Lewis. How you doing this morning? Sir? I'm doing
0: great. Welcome to the program. Thank you for calling in.
3: Well, I am obligated, as I stated, and as you often. Say that we can cultivate relationships, and relationships sometimes are not cultivated correctly. Otherwise, you can be on fire to commit to a lifelong committed relationship in the struggle of our people inspired by our Savior, and then you never hear from them again. Mm. It's hey, my know, responsibility. That's so true. It's my responsibility to stay in tune, brother, because we are brothers for life involved in the proposition of kingdom building. That's it. Hmm. And, and and that is
0: so true. That is so true. We were just talked about some incidents that here that happened here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I'm pretty sure that uh, that the same thing plagued where you are there in the Great Atlantic area. Uh, you know by young men sagging. You know, it's a uh, uh, it, it's it, it's hard on. on on, on me, man. It's our young men, I have a gifted and talented young men, walking around with their pants hanging down. And if you address them about that issue, they take it. They they take it the wrong way. They want to be violent, and they and they and they think that you're disrespecting them. What is your take on that, though?
3: Well, to be honest with you, the cultural or the subculture unnatural manifestation in our community is stronger than the previous right-thinking morals of our past community thinking. So we have to artificially by prayer create an atmosphere that is so conducive for them to be attracted to come into that we set the policy and rules inside this anointed safe zone and they will comply. But again, we have to create the means of creating this safe zone that would be appealing enough to bring this group. All of them won't, but those who come inside of this safe zone created by the men and women of Christ will compel them to abide by the policy, rules, and regulations, and one is a dress code. By doing this in small, increment, but consistent manners, we can create a new uh, or a renewed position in terms of not only just the saggy pants, but the, the, the manner in which we speak to each other, the way that we prepare for pre-vocational training. Because all of these are prerequisite, Brother Joel, of pre-vocational corrections that has been engineered for us to sit and waddle and just the potential systems for correctional institutions. It is up to us to make the correction.
0: And that is so true. That is so true. I know we had spoke on that earlier. Uh, we're going to follow up on that, on that line of conversation later. I would like to just play an uh, episode of this, uh, this uh, interview with Maya Angelou here as she speak on the issues that we're talking about today. You know, we're going to honor black history with, play, uh, with programs uh, like this throughout the month. So just sit back and re- uh, relax and enjoy this program and uh, this portion of the interview, and I'll be back with you shortly. You'll listen to, free on the inside, your host, Minister Joel Lewis.
4: Dr. King was a human being. He had a sense of humor, which was wonderful. It is very dangerous to uh, make a person larger than life, because then young men and women are tempted to believe, well, if he was that great, he's inaccessible and i can never try to be that or emulate that or achieve that the truth is martin luther king was a human being with a brilliant mind a powerful heart and uh, an insight and courage and also with a sense of humor so he was accessible i mentioned courage and i would i would like Say something else about that, finding courage in the leaders and in you who will become leaders. Uh, Courage is the most important of all the virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. Don 't have it sooner or later you'll stop and say, "Ah, the threat is too much okay. the The difficulty is too too high the The challenge is is too great so I would like to say that Dr. King, while we know from all the publicity that he was brilliant and he was powerful he was passionate and right, he was also a funny man, and that humble and I want to, to speak also about that uh, I don't think modesty is a very good uh, uh, virtue if it is a virtue at all uh, a modest person will drop the modesty any minute you see it's a learned affectation but humility comes from inside out humility says there was someone before me someone found the path someone made the road Before me, and I have the responsibility of making the road for someone who is yet to come. Dr. King was really humble so that he was accessible to everybody. The smallest child could come up to him, the most powerful person could come up to him. He never changed. You know, I mean, if somebody very rich and very powerful said, Dr. King, I want to speak to you, he was the same person. to that person as he would be to one of you who is 16, 17, would say, Dr. King, he was still accessible, gentle, powerful, humble. I suppose courage would be the first first of his many wondrous and wonderful qualities that I would list. The reason I do that, Ms. Wallace, is that I'm convinced that courage is the most important of all the virtues because without courage, you cannot practice any other virtue consistently. You can be kind for a while. You can be generous for a while. You can be just for a while or, or merciful for a while, even loving for a while but it is only with courage that you can be persistently and insistently uh, kind and generous and fair. So I think his first, uh, the first virtue, the first element of his personality that I would extol would be courage. Those of us, or those who choose to, to think we have something to say, accept the fact that that's lonely. Uh, One one already knows that there will be some adversaries, and according to what is at stake, the adversaries will be violent and more violent or less violent. One is, is sustained, though, in the belief that what one has to say is right, and right for the most people, and then one is sustained by one's loved one. So that Dr. King had first his wife and family, and then the people who loved him really, really loved him. And I think that they and their, their undying, unswerving uh, love sustained him, even in the loneliest of moments. Intelligence. Very profound intelligence. Now, uh, that does not always um, go hand in hand with intellect. With Dr. King, it did. But I point out that intelligence is a separate, um, separate gift for the benefit of students. They may think of themselves as intellectual and not very intelligent, or intelligent and not very intellectual. One hopes, of course, that they try to bring the two virtues, the two elements, into their lives at the same time. Dr. King was profoundly intelligent. That is to say, he was able to see, to examine, to analyze, to evaluate, to measure, climate of the time, the, uh, the expediency of his calling, of his ministry, that's intelligence. Now, intellect, of course, helped him to be able to explain what he saw with grace and eloquence and, and wonderful quotations, whether from, uh, from Paul Lawrence Dunbar, that was out of the the virtue of his studies. So I would say that intelligence was the next virtue. He cared about women. He cared about the poor. He cared about the Spanish-speaking. He cared about Jews. He cared about poor whites, the minors, and those who were having a very hard time. So that even as he was uh, assassinated, he was planning a march on Washington uh, called the Poor People's March in which he had encouraged African Americans, white Americans, Spanish-speaking, Native American, Asian Americans, all of us to join and go to Washington and sit there in various tent cities in the in the nation's capital until something was done for the poor. I think some of the aspects of Dr. King, which are rarely mentioned, are necessary for young men and women to know about. Dr. King was not only a man of high moral values and, of course, intelligence and spirituality He was also very funny. Mm -hmm. Very few people really know that he had a wonderful sense of humor and appreciated a good laugh. And I think that's important for young men and women to know because the Bible says a cheerful spirit is good medicine. And Dr. King, in the face of the most horrid situations, the most cruel people, the most greedy and mean-spirited. He kept his spirit up, and and quite often with a wonderful smile. It is not a past tense for me. Dr. King continues to impact upon my life, as he does upon the lives of many people in the world. A dream, an idea never dies. Uh, it might go in or out of fashion, but it remains. And so his idea of fair play and justice still impacts upon me. Uh, he was a friend of mine. I worked with him, and uh, Mrs. Coretta Scott King is a sister friend of mine today. So we are in a sisterly touch, and the ideas uh, which he embodied and subsequently gave to the world uh, are ideas I'm still trying to flesh out in my own life I'm trying to be that fair person, that kind person that generous, courageous person, that loving person that Martin King was and encouraged us to become the effect of a a great man or woman is not always uh, visible. That is to say, the very fact that we're having this conversation this morning, that there are thousands of young men and women around the country discussing, uh, thinking about Martin Luther King is evidence that his impact has reached you as well as me and the hundreds of millions of people. What it will mean, I I pray, is that out of this kind of discussion and the various um, uh, celebrations you will have and you have had, out of these celebrations there will come an idea which may have its birth in your mind, Rosemary, and you may decide to make life better just for a minute and just in the place where you are. So if you don't think of uh, having to be grown up and having to have power and money and prestige and name and all that, if you don't believe that, uh, that that's the only way you can make a difference, you can be important, then you can start right now just where you are there in Missoula being a better person yourself, being kinder, being more courteous, trying to be a better student so that you will make an impact yourself on your nation, on your race, on your gender, and, in fact, on the world. The dream of Martin Luther King, for me, represents the best the human being can hope for a world of peace, of uh, development, a world of respect, a world where all men and women are valued, none higher than the other, none lower than the other because of his or her color or his or her race or his or her religion or cultural persuasion. That is the best we can hope for. And so when we speak of a dream, I think, if Martin Luther King said he had a dream, I think this is the dream of America. This is us at our best. I've been so pleased to see young men and women do the, do the poem, young black men and young black women and young white men and women, and Spanish-speaking, sometimes 12 years old and 9 years old, Standing, I have a dream, and with the passion and fervor of youth, and and it's just uh, it it tells me in so I mean so clearly that the the speech as much as the man belongs to us all. The music of the I Have a Dream uh, speech is a replication of the music which comes out of the mouths of the African-American preacher, preacher, singer, blues singer, jazz singer, rap person. It is a, it, it's so, it's so catching, so um, hypnotic, so, so wonderful that, uh, that as a poet I continue to try to catch it to catch the music. And if I can catch the music and have the content as well, then I have the ear of the public. And I know that that's what Martin Luther King was able to do, not just in the I Have a Dream speech, although that has become a kind of poem which is used around the world, but in everything he said. There was the black Southern Baptist or Methodist preacher singing his song, telling our story, not just black American story either, but telling the human story. And uh, I mean, that if, when, uh, if, if uh, as a poet I can replicate that, I'm okay, Jack.
1: Okay. I have a dream. One day... Free. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created eternally.
4: That is the substance. How you get it over, you should be able to change style the same way you change your jacket. Yes. That is to say, in one circumstance, you might need to preach. In another circumstance, to get your your idea over. In another, you may have to tell a joke. In another, you may have to sing some long, lonesome blues.
1: <laughs> in another,
4: you may have to but you should be able to change that, be intelligent enough to know where to put what mm-hmm. so that you don't try to swim on the stove. You understand? Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> that's it. And you don't try to tap dance on the, in the, on the swimming pool. So then, that when you have the substance, you decide, what what style should I, shall I deliver this? In which style should I shall I deliver this? Shall I be quiet and put my hand on my cheek and act as if I'm deep or shall I tell a joke or shall I make myself a a buddy to someone in order to get my substance over? You see, that's my encouragement. Well, uh, there have been so many and I hope still many. uh, Certainly working for Dr. Martin Luther King was very important to me. Becoming a brother, uh, uh, developing a brother-sister relationship with um, Malcolm X has been very important to me. Being friends with Dr. Janetta Cole has been very important to me. The sisters and brothers that you make give you the material with which which your character uses to build itself. It is said that some people are born great, others achieve it, some have it thrust upon them. In truth, the ways in which your character is built have to do with all three of those. I'm not gainsaying uh, uh, geneticism, but those around you, those you choose, and those who choose you help you. But I, and, and let me add this, too. I am a very religious person. And so it is the presence of God, the constant unwavering, Unrelenting presence of God, which continues to help me to keep a character which I'm proud to show to young men and women. And I will be, I hope, not too ashamed to meet my Maker in the final mood. I was a mute from the time I was seven and a half until I was almost 13. I didn't speak. I had voice, but I refused to, to use it. <clears throat> My grandmother, who was raising me in a little village in Arkansas, used to tell me, Sister, Mama don't care about what these people say. You must be an idiot. You must be a moron. Mama don't care, Sister. Mama knows when you and the good Lord get ready, you're going to be a preacher. Well, I used to sit and think to myself, poor ignorant mama. She doesn't know I will never speak, let alone preach. It has devolved upon me to not preach, as it were, but to, to write uh, about morals, about hope, about desolation, about pain and ecstasy and joy and triumph in the human spirit. So it seems to me that is my calling, and I write about it for all of us because I know that human beings are more alike than we are unalike. I still have not realized my talents. I, I believe that each of us comes from the Creator trailing wisps of glory. So at this wonderful young age of 65, I don't, I don't know yet what I, the Lord has for me to do. I, I try to live up to the energy and to the calling, I, I, but I wouldn't dare say I have even scratched the surface yet. A black person grows up in this country and in many places knowing that racism will be as familiar as salt to the tongue. And that also it can be as dangerous as too much salt. Uh, I think that you, you agree that you must struggle for betterment for yourself and for everyone. It is impossible to struggle for civil rights Uh, equal rights for blacks without including whites. Because equal rights, fair play, justice are all like the air. We all have it or none of us has it. That's the truth of it. I was very young in that little village in Arkansas and there was a movie house downtown. Downtown consisted of one paved street. Uh, There was a movie house and the The girl who worked uh, selling tickets lived on land my grandmother owned, and I knew for a fact that she and her family hadn't paid any rent for three years. Uh, They lived behind the town on our land. I went up to get a ticket. I may have been about eight or nine. My grandmother was very religious and didn't believe in the movies. But once she allowed me and my brother, every now and again, we went up to get a ticket, and the girl took my dime, and she wouldn't put her hand on it. I put it down. She had a cigar box, and she took a card and raked my dime into the cigar box. Now, the white kids got tickets. She took their money, and she gave them little stubs. She didn't give us anything. She just motioned, which meant that we had to go up the side steps, outside steps, and crawl through a really crummy little door and sit pitched on these three or four benches to watch the movie. And all because I was black. And um, I thought, well, I don't think I'll be going to the movies a lot. So uh, I decided to boycott the movies. So that was the first time I can remember, and I must have been about eight or nine. But mostly we lived on the black side of town, and we didn't see other people very much. I cried a lot, and my brother, who was, well, he's always been the genius in my family. My family came closest to making a genius when they made my brother. He was a year and a half older than I, and he told me they were stupid, they were ignorant, they were foolish. It didn't really, I mean, I agreed with all that because I knew he was smart, he would know. But (laughs) but it didn't uh, uh, diminish the hurt. I knew that if I was blonde and white-skinned, that that wouldn't happen to me. It happened to me, Maya, who was black. The truth is you cannot get rid of it. It is there. What you can do is put positive things in there along with the negative, but it's a given that you will remember that the rest of your life. There's a poem. Listen to this. It was written by County Cullen. It's called Incident. Once riding in old Baltimore, head filled, heart filled with glee, I saw a Baltimorean keep looking straight at me. Now, I was eight and very small, and she was no whit bigger, and so I smiled. But she stuck out her tongue and called me, Nina, Nina, I saw the whole of Baltimore from May until December. And of all the things that happened there, that's all that I remember. People feel guilty and guilt is stymieing. Guilt immobilizes. Guilt closes the the air ducts and and the veins and makes people ignorant. And so because they're guilty, they can't just say, Listen, I feel guilty about your past. I feel guilty that you have lived this life of slavery and blah blah and this. I feel guilty. So what they do is they say I'm going to smash your face. I'm going to trip you when you start running down the hill. I'm going to keep you out of my neighborhood because I can't come face to face with my guilt. In many cases, that's what's operating underneath. QuickBooks Self Employed goes everywhere you do. You can track your mileage automatically, just categorize your. I am grateful. To have been loved, and to be loved now, and to be able to love, because that liberates. Love liberates. It doesn't just hold. That's ego. Love liberates. When uh, when my son was born, I was 17. My mother had a huge house, 14-room house. At 17 I went to her and said I'm leaving She asked me You're leaving my house And she had Live in health I said yes I have found a job And I've got A room with Cooking privileges Down the hall And the landlady Will be the babysitter She asked me You're leaving my house I said yes ma'am And you're taking the baby I said yes She said alright Remember this When you step over My door sill you've been raised. You know the difference between right and wrong. Do right. Don't let anybody raise you and make you change. And remember this, you can always come home. I went home every time life slammed me down and made me call it uncle. I went home with my baby. My mother never once as I told you so. She said, Oh, baby's home. Oh my darling, mom's gonna cook you something, mother's gonna make this for you. Love. She liberated me to life. She continued to do that. When uh well, my son may have been five years old, my mother uh, would pick him up all the time and feed him and I went to her once a month and she would cook for me. So one day I went to her house and she'd cooked red rice, which I loved. After we finished eating, we walked down the hill and she started across the street. She said, wait a minute, baby. I was 22 years old. She said, wait a minute, baby. You know, I think you're the greatest woman I've ever met. She said, Mary McLeod Bethune, Eleanor Roosevelt, and my mother, you're in that category. Then she said, give me a kiss I gave her a kiss And I got onto the streetcar I can remember the way the sun Fell on the slats of the wooden seats I sat there and I thought about her I thought, suppose she's right She's intelligent And she says she's too mean to lie So suppose I am going to be somebody She released me freed me to say I may have something in me that would be of value maybe not just to me see that's love
0: All right, we want to end that interview right there with Dr. Rio. Oh, man, that's beautiful, and that's love. You know, that's what the struggle is all about, being free on the inside, releasing that God-given talent to each and every one of God's men and women to allow them to be all they could be. I'm so mindful of a young lady that's been a guest on our show, and a good friend of mine, uh, uh, she wrote a book of poetry, man, And then, you know, she never knew that gifting was in her, Miss Vera Squire. And then she wrote several books of poetry and sent me copies and signed them. And so, you know, that gift that she had was released in her because she believed in a power greater than herself, and she believed in what someone else said about it. I her. She got ready to uh, write her story. Somebody told her to uh, go ahead and get it published, and sure enough she did. And here she is now with several books that's on the, uh, that's on the net that's able to uh being read and, and enjoyed by many, many people. And so we would just like to uh, just uh, uh, just let you know you're listening to Free on the Inside, a weekly internet program to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you could be. And so we want you to be all you could be in Christ Jesus. And so we want to thank you for this opportunity, uh, for listening to the program. And we got some sounds in the background, but we'll take care of that, okay? And so we want to thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of what we're doing. We got Brother Daniel that's on the line here. He's going to be coming on here shortly just to say hello to us and just to see what's uh, going on.
1: All right,
0: so here we are. Now, uh, we're going to bring in our guest this morning here. Uh, uh, let's see here. We got, we're got we going to cue him up here in just a few minutes here and allow them to come on, on and, and just share a few words. But again, I would like you to just reflect on what you had just heard by Dr. Maya. and We heard quite a bit from her, but we pray that you have been blessed by what you heard, that you are able to put some of those things into action, and that you are able to drive for those things and be all you could be in Christ Jesus. Okay, we're opening up the phone line here. Good morning, Brother Lewis.
3: Yes, sir. That was. So yes, sir. What do
0: you What do you think about what we just experienced there, man? That was some good stuff there.
3: Well, for pioneers like ourselves who are trying to not let a disconnection of our history uh, become a greater disconnection, it was like a revival, a moment of revival that we have an obligation to push the agenda that God has placed in our lives to awaken our community. And the most profound thing that Dr. Mayangelo stated for me personally in my pursuit was the capacity to love.
0: Oh, that is so true, that is so true. In the world of today, you know, there don't seem to be enough of that going around. You know, when we try to do the best we can for humanity, for ourselves and our family, we seem to be being pushed aside You know, you said something. You said a mouthful right there.
3: I wanted to, 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 in that same breath, make it emphatically clear that the times that we are living in today, and the agenda that God has collectively put us as stewards to complete must also be able to confront those obstacles that stand in the way of justice as it relates to discrimination, as it relates to the the the, the engineered acts to to have our young men and our community herded into the penal institution that we have to confront the elected politicians, leaders, business communities in a loving fashion, but a knowledgeable and a undeterred fashion. Um, the last time I appeared on your show, sir, I was advocating and still advocating the commitment to have uh, the Congresswoman Bernie Johnson to. Nay or yay, our request to inquire about the discriminatory practices of faith-based community organizations to address um, violence and gun violence in our community. If they are so in tune with what Trump is doing, then we lose advocates to what's going on in our community. And I do this now after listening to the inspiring Message of Doctor My do it with love.
0: Oh, that is so true. And you know, and as she was bringing some things out, I was just thinking about how, as as a black culture, the black race, how we have missed that we have missed out on some things doing to our own, uh, to our own. Uh, Inability of doing uh, because of other people, but we had not lost out on it. Though we can regain those things there with the right uh, things in motion, with people like yourself and our city officials and congressmen and and, and leaders to just uh, just to pick up the mountain and say, hey this thing would not be tolerated anymore. You know, I had a young lady on our program some time ago that was against gun violence, you know, and that's something that needs to be spoken out on a regular basis, there, because as I, as, as we experienced firsthand last week about someone, see, like, everybody have a gun. You know, and I remember some time ago when Gil Scott used to say, everybody had a pistol, everybody had a forty-five. It was like a little catchy, too, of lyrics, but we never did not realize that today, man, 20 years later, that song was re- is relevant. It was relevant then. It is more relevant today.
3: <laughs> wow, man! That's exactly what I'm talking about. You just remind me of this of this stark, uh, uh, undisputed reality. The 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 history of arms in America, and the, the which evolved to the to the uh, uh, formation of the NRA and lobbyists for the NRA, it is something that will never be uh, curtailed. But what can be curtailed in the, 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 the guns and the violence in our community is our free moral agent behavior patterns. Now, yes, yes, that, come on now. As, as, as ministers, We have to have the courage to confront the immoral behavior and the decay, the engineered moral behavior and decay of our community, and then be able to confront those uh, politicians, representatives, entertainers, and all that here's a plan. It's evolved from the faith community, and this faith community deals with the saggy pants, it deals with the, the break-ins, and they, they talk about uh, crime. But in our community, it is a crime wave, and we are just on the brink of accepting the crime. But I'm here to tell you now that the faith community, we inspire men and women of God who have a the ability to go at these initiatives with faith, Concrete methodologies, just to counter the concrete methodologies to entomb us in this life, that will always see the subcontractors and the people who build the prisons and, and, the, and the sociologists and the psychologists who who, who help permeate this thing for generations to come. I now say to you, Brother Rule, that in the name of Jesus, this era has. Come to an end, it is shows like yours that is like the talking drums of Africa in this modern technological period that allows us to announce the methiology of a plan. So we're going to, uh, Congressman Johnson, we're going to the uh, the representatives in Chicago, you know, where you have the, the Congressman Bobby Rush. And, and, and you have the um uh, Danny K. Davis, you have, you know, Hank Johnson in Atlanta. You know, these guys in the black congressional Congress have a moral obligation to listen to us. And we have to shake their consciousness to say this is what our community needs to address and reduce. So what is the instrument? The instrument is proven fact of discriminatory practices in the Department of Justice. See, when we're talking about the Department of Justice now, we're talking about the Pfizer program, uh, the Pfizer initiatives, and so forth. Those initiatives is nothing compared to what was going down in the '70s when the Black movement was coming to arise, and they sent these uh, uh, infiltrators to to dismiss and to dismantle our movement. This is and to disinform, I, I I got you, yes, I got you. I,
0: and and disinform, they were giving out negative information to destroy those yes. from the inside out. And that, and you know what, you you really hit on some things there. You really hit on say. I tell you what, we got another call on the line here. And hold okay. on, doctor, because our show is winding down. We want to get all the voices we can in here. And and, and uh, I love your comment. I love your thoughts. So hold on to them, and we're gonna be with you, and uh, we're gonna bring you back in here. That we got brother Daniel on the line here. Dan. Yeah, good
2: morning. Good morning. Yes, brother.
0: sir. We only got a few minutes
2: left of the program. Uh, I've been sitting back listening, and uh, uh, really, uh, I believe that uh, sometimes our struggle has gotten kind of contaminated uh, between the years because when Dr. King and all the others started this, uh, all this uh, process of uh, voter registration and then... And having us be able to hold our heads up high. But at the same time, he started letting other people want to to experience the experience that we have you know, been through. And basically, you cannot teach people how to be black and they cannot live each other's lives out in in their own shoes. We we basically have lived out this struggle through the 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 Hundreds of years through slavery, through uh, Jim Crow laws, uh, through uh, uh, segregation, all this is going through, and you cannot teach it to other people. I mean, I mean, true enough, everybody has a struggle, but at the same time, this is basically like our personal struggle that we have have, have won, but at the same time, we see it, we see some of our rights. Slowly being taken away. Can you to that, brother Lewis? i understand that
0: because I know as we grew up, man, we had to. We lived in a segregated neighborhood at because uh, the, of the time. Well, but everybody, uh, you know, but business owners was business owners. They had stores, they had uh, uh, shops and things. And slowly, as we migrated and 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 we gave us uh, and other people came into the neighborhood, and we tried to. Allow them to be a part of the black experience, we lost some of the black experience and we gave over our rights to someone
2: else. Yeah, the nail is.
0: shops, the uh, tie shops, and those things right there.
2: Okay. And I think yeah, what you're you, saying, we you really, if, you really, if you really look at what uh, 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 President Trump is, is saying about bringing people into our country, at the same time, you bring in, like in people that really are. Uh, taking jobs that basically we need or were known to do. You know what I'm saying? We had people working on the streets, uh, uh, lawn care stuff, working in, in fast food places. And, and and basically, if you look at it, everywhere you go, you, you see a new face in there. You go rock and down the street. That's all you see uh, on, on, on the streets, Cleaning yeah, the streets. Yeah, but see, we lost uh, that though,
0: Rick. Uh, we lost that though, Brother Dan, because we gave up our rights. man. We didn't want to do those things. You know, and that's that entrepreneurship. Somehow we have lost that a, a desire to take ownership and, and, and be accountable for our own lifestyle, our own makeup, our own culture. We allow other people to dictate what we should wear, what we should eat, what we should do for entertainment.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, and, and I'm, well. glad that, I'm glad that we're on this side of this discussion. Now, i got to get on out of here. You know our time is up here. Now, Mr. Lewis, I want to thank you for being a guest on the program. Using your voice said thank you for supporting what we do. Thank you for your words of uh, 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 encouragement to encourage us, to challenge us to be all we can be, to challenge us that we can make a difference here. One can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand to flight here. And while what you're doing, you're sh- shaking up the consciousness of a society. Of America at Home Thank you very much Thank you to brother Daniel for what you do now We're going to get ready to get on out of here Lewis, We'll let you have the last words And we're going to close out this program
3: It is simply this We are inspired In these troubled times To do what God has compelled us to do And we have a methodology We have to be single-mindedly Focused on Opening up one Major artery that will expose us to greater possibilities in these trying times, and I thank you for having this vehicle for us to speak our words into existence.
0: Well, well, thank you once again. You are always welcome on our program. Our show is, is broadcast every Saturday morning from eight to nine. We have a podcast. That we do seven days a week So please be a to, uh, be mindful of that You can always go back and listen to this show its entirety and encourage yourself To be strong in the Lord Again, uh, I'm uh, Minister Joy Lewis and you're listening to Free on the Inside A weekly internet program To inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you You to be all you Could be in the Lord here We had a great show this uh, morning here We were go, uh, reflecting on the black history You know fair word designated as Black History Month But you that is a uh, uh, that is black you, that is Ebony Hughes you, that live that life that's a struggle day to day. You know what Black History is about. It's about you and your family. And so we ask you to do all you could do to uh, to encourage someone else along the way, and we uh, promise that it will make a difference in your life and your family life. I'm saying that on a positive note here. Because you have to realize that, you know, that you hold your own destiny along with what God, God already had a plan for you, but you have to be a part of that plan that God has set for you, and as we uh, get ready to wind down this program, looking forward to seeing you and talking with you next week, and God be the glory, precious and heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, thank you for your grace and your mercy, thank you for another date, that wasn't the problem, so we thank you for the guests that was on the line this morning, Lord, how they're con- continue to encourage your people to be strong in the Lord, and power is might. The Lord, we uh, ask you to be with us uh this day, keep us from any hurt, harm, and danger. We pray this in the name of Jesus, Amen.